start with today, I want to thank all y'all for praying last week. I went down and had a nice two-hour conversation with the church in Southern Indiana as they were discerning where God's calling them. Um, I felt those prayers. Uh, my friend who's pastoring those churches felt those prayers. It, it was a hard conversation, I'll be real honest. Um, and, and just now, as, as I was listening to Sue, thank you for doing that video, um, and talking about turkey time, I, I thought about how awful it would be to not know where your next meal was coming from. That'd be pretty awful, wouldn't it? And, uh, and I had the realization, in, in the midst of that conversation last week, um, the, the, the questions kept coming up, what's going to happen? And what should we do about it? And I said, I can't answer either of those because I do not know what is going to happen in 2024 when the General Conference does meet. They, they wanted answers. Well, and I, I, how many of you know what's going to happen on Tuesday? I, I mean, I can't tell you what's going to happen Tuesday, let alone 2024. And, and, um, and they were like, well, well, what should we do about if this happens or that? And I said, I, I can't tell you that either. And, and it just struck me as I was sitting there that as unsettling as it would be to not know where your next meal is coming from, that's sort of the same unsettled feeling those folks were feeling. I, I, I hadn't put that together. And so my my, I, I responded, I can't tell you what's going to happen. I was rather flippant. I didn't hear the anxiety underneath it. And one of the things they said was, why can't you tell us what to do? And one, one gentleman even said, you know what? Why don't you tell us what to do? It would be so much easier if somebody would just tell us what to do. How many of you, I mean, wouldn't that be easy? In this morning's passage, it was pretty clear. God says to Ananias, go now do this. How many of you would love it if that happened? Wouldn't that make life so much easier? Let's pretend for a moment. Who wants to help me? So Becca, let's say I said, or let's say that God said, go now do this. Would you say, sure, I'll do it right now? Yes, yes you would. <laughs> and Lynn just recognized the truth. She would giggle, giggle, giggle. And all of those giggles, by the power of the Holy Spirit in me, I'm interpreting as, I wouldn't. You'd have to think about it. In the story this morning, Ananias, it would have been so easy if somebody, but Ananias' first response wasn't, sure, God, it was, what are you thinking? Right? What are you thinking? I'm not going to go to him. It would be so nice, we think, if somebody would tell us. And, and as, as I left and I was debriefing with the pastor, I said, you know, I know that guy wants somebody to tell him in and, and this church what to do. But let's be real honest. Most of, of our churches have a we're going to do what we want to do mentality. 
That's just how it is. That's the church in America, right? Don't tread on me. I know as much about God as you do. You can't tell me what to do. There are churches that will tell you what to do. There are pastors who will tell you how to think and what to give. This is not that church. I am not that pastor. It's not what we do. We believe that God has called each of us to discern together the course of our life and our faith. This requires that we worship God with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind and our strength. It requires that we think for ourselves. It requires that we work together. It is so much easier if somebody just says, this is what you will do. This is how you will do it. This is when you will do it. This is what you will give. And you don't have to think. You just go into autopilot and you just sort of go with the flow. It's easier, but it isn't more faithful. Too late. They got me an amen jar last week. Amen. So, in in the scripture, it says, "If if you don't testify, the rocks will replace you. (laughs) Somebody got a jar to replace you because you didn't." Anyway, we'll go. It would be easier, but that's not God's call for you. I cannot tell you how best to live out your faith. I can give you suggestions and ideas. We can consult together, converse together, and come up with 85 different options. But I can't tell you how to live the gospel the best in your world. I guarantee you, if I had been Ananias' pastor, I would not have come up with, go talk to the guy who's killing us and help him to see again. That would not have been on the top five things I would have given. Would you? So, what, what we have is this invitation to do life together, to walk in the Spirit together, to immerse ourselves. And in order to do that, we have to trust that the Holy Spirit is leading us. How easy is it to trust that the Holy Spirit is leading you? Would you pray with me? I'll give you a moment. If you can agree with that prayer, please pray with me. God, help me to trust in your Spirit's leading. There are times it's not hard to trust and to know where God's leading you, right? If, if you're in a situation where you have the choice to smack somebody upside the head or say an encouraging word, which one is God leading you to? The choir says encouraging word. The congregation kept their mouth shut. I I feel like we need like a scoreboard for the choir and the congregation. Bing! They got one. (laughs) 
there are times when it's easy, when it's, you know, do you, do you lie, cheat, and steal, or do you act faithfully? Which way is the Spirit leading you? There we go. The con- Who said lie and cheat? <laughs> there was only one location I needed to look. All right. Um, you know, some of this stuff is easy, right? Some of this stuff is easy. What do you do when somebody wants to do you harm? What do you do with that person? Do you create boundaries? Do you strike back? Do you defend yourself? Do you offend them? What do you do? It's, do you go and reach out to them and give them a hug? Sometimes. There's people I wouldn't hug. I mean, I mean, what, it's hard, isn't it? God, help me to trust your spirit's leading. When, when you get into one of those situations where you're not sure what to do, the reason we do faith together, life together, is because we are better than me every single day. Every single day. And when we pray together, I believe the spirit works and, and gives us wisdom and guidance and helps us to know what to do. God, invite us. God, help us to trust your spirit's leading. I believe that there's a place for a church that doesn't just tell people what to do, don't you? I believe there's a place and a need in a community for a church that's willing to get messy with some of life's stuff, don't you? I believe that there is a place for God to work in us and, and to help us to be the kind of people who will love our neighbors and put that idea of love first. In our new member class, the, one of the conversations was the, the, the celebration about the encompassing nature of love that comes in our denominational understanding of the gospel. That love is over all, through all, and in all. Isn't that good? Do you think there's a place for that kind of a, a lived out experience in our community? Do you think there are people in our community who may need that? Are you the kind of people who want to put love first? Good. Somebody in the congregation beat the choir. Woo-hoo! Yes! Check. Jake is the scoreboard right now. You got one and one. <laughs> My, my people, I don't know what 2024 holds any more than I know what Tuesday holds. But I believe if we're the kind of people who love God, love our neighbor, and love ourselves first, if we focus on loving right before we focus on anything else, I believe that the direction we are going will lead us into God's will better than anything else. I believe if we work together and encourage one another in that, then each of our individual lives will express that joy and that peace and that patience and that kindness that God's fruit bears in our life. And that will help us to better discern what the next step is. I don't know what the end looks like, but I believe God can show us the next step. Where is God leading us next? 
we're, we're loving our neighbors, we're loving our, ourselves as we love God. We're bringing that into picture. Where is God leading you next to develop that in you? Who is God leading you to love? Who is God leading you to forgive? Who is God leading you to embrace? Who is God leading you to confront? Who? For Ananias, it was go to your bitter enemy who is breathing out murderous thoughts. Go to that person. I don't know if you have any murderous thought-breathing people in your life. I hope not. But if you do, how would God's love through you help them? How would God's love through you help your neighbor who's just sort of an idiot? How would God's love through you help you with that kid in your life who just isn't being responsible? Because you and I both know when you try to tell one of your kids what to do, they listen every time. When you love them, they know they're safe to hear. Right? I don't know where God's leading you. But I know if you go with love, you will get to the blessed country that God has for you. Would you pray with me? I'll give you a moment to read that. You ready? God, please help me see where you are leading me. And if you could see where God's leading you, would you go? Or would you, like Ananias, go, I don't think so, God. You don't know what that guy's like. Right? Would you go? I probably should have written that prayer. God, please help me see where you're leading me and help me follow. Shouldn't I have? Right? Because to see it doesn't mean we're going to obey. Right? I'm going to love this person. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'll, okay, God, I'll love them. I will love them from afar. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> And this is one of the reasons I'm thankful for you. Let's pray that again as it's been edited. <laughs> God, please help me see where you are leading me and help me follow. It's hard to follow. It really is, especially when it's difficult. It's hard to love people who are mean. It's hard to love people who do harm. When we were in Cloverdale, we had a four-hour charge conference from hell at the end of which the superintendent came up to me and said I think I just made it impossible for you to stay to which I looked at him and I said almost yes you did and and as I um, as, as we finished up in the midst of the meeting people had said they wanted to kill me they wanted to kill my wife they wanted to kill my child and they wanted to kill my dog they were very nasty and at the very end of the meeting Superintendent asked me to get up and close the meeting with prayer. I had a few options for prayer. They went sort of like this. Oh God, 
please curse these people. I could have done that one. I didn't do that one. I could have said, oh God, please bring a pox upon them. I did not pray that one either. You would be proud of me. I did not pray, God, please bless them the way they've blessed me, which would have been a very nice backhanded prayer, wouldn't it have? I got up and I, I prayed something about, God bless them, bless our congregation, help us to love one another and be in peace. And after I finished praying, one of my members said, how can you pray that after the way we just treated you? <laughs> I said, because God called me to love you, even when I don't want to. <laughs> my superintendent was like, I don't know that that helped. And I was like, well, it was honest. <laughs> God called me to love you even when I don't want to. Who do you love even when you don't want to? Mm. And how does that make you free? Monday night at Brianna's Hope, Alex A. taught about forgiveness. And he and those folks who are recovering from substance use, addiction, gave a master class on why forgiveness is important and how it helps set you free. Beautiful. Ananias could have refused to obey Jesus, would Jesus still have loved him? Yes. Would Ananias have experienced the freedom of the fullness of the life of Christ, though? No. There are things that God calls each of us to that are hard. We can choose to follow. We can choose to not. God's love will not change. Isn't that good? Isn't it good to know that God's love won't change? Our experience of the blessed life will. And my people, I want you to have the best life possible. I want you to have the fullest experience of God's grace and God's kingdom possible. We do not get that by spectating. We get that by fully immersing ourselves and diving into the kingdom of God. I hope this week you'll listen for where God's voice is speaking to you. You might join Samuel from the Old Testament in saying, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then pause. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And if God tells you something... Tell somebody else and follow. Because Ananias did, Paul could see and his vision changed the world. 
Whose world will you change because of the love of God this week? Let me pray for you. Thank you, God, for my people. Please help us as we live from the center of your love to take that love even into difficult places so that your kingdom will come and your will will be done in our time and place so it becomes heaven on earth. Amen.